You're watching A Journey Through Business with me, Jack Golden. It is week 15 and we're going to do a book review. Right, so the book we're going to talk about today and the book I've been reading this week is called Setting the Table. It's by a restaurateur called Danny Mayer. He's a big time American restaurateur and sort of respected entrepreneur, businessman and sort of the face of the restaurant industry over there or a face among many. Um, I've been meaning to read this book for a long time. I work in a restaurant myself. I work at my parents' restaurant, and so I should have read this book a long time ago, but I didn't get around to it. But I've read it now, and it's a good book. I wouldn't say I love it, but I like it. I'm going to jump straight into what it's all about. So the start of the book, he's really talking about his sort of memories of holidays in Europe and growing up as a child and falling in love with that whole experience of eating out and food and all of that sort of stuff. He also talks about his father a lot. His father was a hotelier, uh, quite a flamboyant character, um, very sort of energetic. And his father was overexpanding his business and it all fell apart for him. And I think that stuck with Danny because throughout the book, he's very cautious before expanding his own restaurant empire. And that may have contributed to, to him not you know, over expanding and making every single restaurant that he opens just right before opening another one. The start of the book does drag a little bit for me, if I'm honest, when he's talking about all of his trips and all the different dishes he has in France and Italy and whatnot. But it's just putting a bit of background to it. He opened his first restaurant, it's called Union Square Cafe at the age of 27, so relatively young, but at the age of 27, you know, it's, it's, it was fairly clear to him that he wanted to be involved in restaurants. He jumped straight in there and opened his own. What I find interesting about this book is more, not so much the step by step of what happened to him and his restaurants and the stories that he's got, but I actually more like his sort of business ethos and his views and his mindset of how he thinks restaurants should be run, well, businesses should be run, uh, and his views on that. And the first taste you get for that is in chapter four, and it's a chapter called Turning Over the Rocks. And it's called Turning Over the Rocks. He tells you at the start why it's called Turning Over, the, what he calls Turning Over the Rocks, is because when he went fly fishing for the first time, his guide went up to a rock, picked it up, turned it upside down and showed him the type of insects that were hatching underneath this rock. And he said, right, that." Is what's hatching now that's what we've got to use as the bait because the fish won't eat what's not hatching at this time and he uses that analogy to what he does in his restaurants in that he wants to find the reason behind the reason like that he wants to get the, to the core of the actual issue and the way he does get to the the reason behind the reason um and the core of every issue is he opens dialogue with his customers and he likes to do chat to his customers and he starts this off by saying something like, I'm really happy that you're at my restaurant. How are you? All of this sort of thing. And if the customer's receptive, he'll then have a chat. And that's what he's saying is great for him because then he can, through having a chat, he gets to find out how they heard about the restaurant, you know, whether those various marketing efforts are working or advertisements or, you know, have they been recommended by a hotel? Where have they come from? Um, have they eaten at any of his other restaurants? Uh, but they also he also gets to hear hear what they like, what they dislike, and um, get a more of a feeling of what what's actually going on within his restaurants and within his business. And they'll do the same with staff, and they'll have a chat, and eventually 
builds a picture in his head and connects the dots, as he, he likes to call it, connecting the dots as well. Um, and that's what he calls turning over the rocks. Um, what's really impressive throughout this book is the number he's got. By the end of it, he's got lots of restaurants and eating establishments under his control. And what's so impressive is they're all of varying sort of styles and types of cuisine. You know, he's got the swanky upmarket ones. He's got the brasseries. He's got an Indian, a barbecue joint, a hot dog takeaway, a cafe. And he's got all these various types of food and various styles of, uh, of eating out. One of the chapters within this book is when he talks about how he hires his staff and what sort of employees he's looking for. And he calls his employees at his organisation, that he calls them 51 percenters. And the reason he calls them 51 percenters is because during the sort of hiring process and indeed during staff review, when he does his staff reviews, he places 51 percent onus on their emotional performance and only 49 percent um, emphasis on their technical ability to carry out their job properly. And the reason he does this is because, as he says, staff need to get on and they need to have a personality in order for the restaurant to have a soul. Now I'll read you out a quote from page uh, one for one. Imagine if every business were a light bulb and that for each light bulb, the primary goal was to attract the most moths possible. Now, what if you learned that 49% of the reason moths were attracted to the bulb was for the quality of its light, brightness being the task of the bulb, and that 51% of the attraction was to the warmth projected by the bulb, heat being connected with the feeling of the bulb. It's remarkable to me how many businesses shine brightly when it comes to acing the tasks, but emanate all the warmth of a cool fluorescent light. That explains how a flawless four-star restaurant can actually attract far fewer loyal fans than a two or three-star place with a soul. In business, I want to be overcome with moths. Our staff must be like a scintillating string of 100 watt light bulbs whose product is the sum of 51% feeling and 49% task. I'd like to think that at the circus restaurant where I work, we're renowned for the quality of the staff that we employ. And people always say, you know, the staff are great. And I think we do have a fantastic team. In trying to think up how to have the best staff working at a restaurant, we first thought what sort of restaurant and what sort of employer do we have to become in order to then attract the right sort of staff. And parts of the this chapter on hiring staff that Danny Mayer is talking about, I would like to think are, are similar to our approach to hiring staff at the restaurant where I work. Another chapter in this that jumped out at me was called Constant Gentle Pressure. And this is what Danny Mayer describes as his managerial to managerial style uh, towards his sort of top tier level of, of staff. It's constant gen gentle pressure. And it talks about a story from when he was talking to one of his mentors and he was venting a lot of frustration to this mentor. saying, I can't believe the staff aren't doing exactly what I tell them to do. Um, they don't have my same level of uh, commitment uh, to being excellent and my same sort of standards. And I'm really frustrated by it. And the mentor said, look, I'm going to teach you something right here. And they were sitting at a restaurant when his mentor did this and the, his mentor took a salt shaker. And he said, right, place this salt shaker 
in the centre of the table. So Danny Mayer puts it at the centre, his mentor says, are you sure that's the absolute centre of the table? He says, yeah, I'm sure. He takes it, his mentor takes it and moves it a couple of inches just off centre. He said, right, place it in the centre again. Danny places it in the centre again. His mentor again moves it slightly off, this time in a different direction. He says, right, is that the centre? Danny said, no, that's not the centre. He puts it in the centre. His mentor moves it again. He said, is that the centre? Danny Mayer moves it back to the centre. And then finally his mentor says, look, your staff, your employees, and maybe your customers as well will be constantly moving your salt shaker off the centre. It's not your job to get pissed off with that and get frustrated, but it's just your job to keep putting it back in the centre. The centre represents your level of excellence and your expectations and what you want to achieve. It's like that saying, people don't always need to be taught as much as they do just reminded. And I really like this sort of analogy, and this was actually pointed out to me by uh, one of my mates who's also reading this book. Um, and there's also, what's interesting, what's interesting uh, while reading this is that as his empire is expanding and his restaurant, his group of restaurants that he owns is expanding, um, there was a point in the book where he says he had to actually take a step back because he's employing so many staff and there's so many moving parts where he thought, right, people aren't understanding what, what I stand for and what I'm trying to achieve in these restaurants and what I'm looking for out of the staff and my expectations of them, my do's and don'ts, my negoti negotiables and non-negotiables. I need to actually get all of this down on paper so that we've got a set of principles to work off. Um, and so he actually takes time out to get all of that written down and then you know retrains the staff on saying this is what we expect this is what we want to be this is what we need you to be what's also interesting about the book is as you reach towards the end of the book and when he's a very very well respected character and he's known for his restaurants is all the opportunities start coming to him and he's not having to go out and source as many and people are coming to him maybe be it, be it people who own hotels or land or uh, shopping centers are all approaching Danny Mayer saying you know we, could, could you be the rest restaurant operator in our uh, facility we need we want you out there we want to partner up with you and at the end of the book he opens up a uh, really swanky cafe and a museum um, and that's just down to him being just a, a re renowned restaurateur and people coming to him because they know he'd do a good job out of it. One of the sort of golden nugget that I will take from this book is when, it, what, when he talks about something, what he talks about creating a great last chapter. And what he means by that is when there's a situation that has arose at one of his restaurants, he always instructs his staff, we've got to create a great last chapter. Danny Mayer can understand the value in word of mouth, in spreading the reputation of the restaurant. So he always instructs them to create a great last chapter. I'll give you an example. There's a part in the book where some big time senators, a poli American politician, always eats at his restaurants. And one of his friends, while eating at one of his restaurants, found a beetle within his salad. The next night, the senator eats out again and he bumps into Danny and he says, you'll never guess what happened at one of your other restaurants. My friend found the beetle in his salad. 
So Danny Mayer was devastated, but his spider senses switched on and he thought, I need to create a great last chapter. So he instructed one of his staff to, when presenting the salad that the senator ordered, he, he said, you, I want you to put a note over the salad and I want you to just write Ringo. And then the waiter goes over and places the salad down. It says Ringo on it. And um, he instructed the waiter to say, Danny wants you to know that he can also give you a beetle in your salad or something like that, words to that effect. Then that senator laughs and obviously he's going to tell all of his friends. But this time, instead of telling the story to his friends about how his friend had a beetle in his salad and how the restaurant has poor sort of salad checking qualities or whatever, food hygiene, he's in fact telling the funny story about how the restaurateur has got a sense of humour. He put it all right and he wrote Ringo in his salad. You know, it's a play on there member of the band beat the Beatles um there's other examples in this book of where his staff go above he instructs his staff to go above and beyond what their job role is and there's a good example in here in one of his restaurants the lady arrives for lunch and she's all flustered and stressed because she's left her purse in the taxi that she got to the restaurant the staff sit her down and say look mum don't worry relax we're going to contact the uh taxi firm have your lunch. If you don't, if you can't pay today, we trust you to come back and pay another day. Anyway, while she's eating her lunch, she relaxes, and the manager of the restaurant calls up the company, the the taxi company, finds out which taxi her purse is in, instructs one of his staff to go out of the restaurant and go and track down this taxi, and gets hold of the person. And when the lady has finished her lunch and is presented with her bill, she's also presented with her purse. And the manager says, you know, we, 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 we tracked your purse down and we got this for you. And she's obviously overcome with joy. And she will, from that, tell all of her friends about this experience. I think that's really clever. And I think that's where Danny Mayer is a bit of a genius and how he markets himself and his restaurants and his brand. And he can see the value in word of mouth. And he creates fantastic, um, he creates fantastic great last chapters and great stories for his customers to then spread among all of their friends uh, and, then, and then obviously they'll want to check out his restaurants as well. Um, not much of the rest, um, I've not got much else to say about this book. I have liked it but as I said I didn't love it and not much else in the book really jumped out at me if I'm honest. I felt like some of it was slightly dated but then I looked at the front page and found out that this was first published in 2006. So it's over 12 years old now. And so some of the principles and concepts that um, he's talking about here, like, you know, training the staff loads, giving them more than just a pay packet and encouraging them and getting the best out of staff and adding a social aspect to your business. So he talks a lot in here about if businesses help their communities, that can actually help the business as well. And he talks about coming up with his uh, his company principles and ethos and culture. And all of that now is very commonplace. I think, you know, the standards in restaurants definitely in the UK have come on leaps and bounds. And businesses all, that's like the sort of trendy thing, all of what he's talking about there. Um, but obviously back in 2006, maybe this was a lot, a new way of looking at doing business. And I think it would be incredibly interesting to hear what now in 2018 Danny Mayer's learnt and what he's up to so I would love to read another book by Danny Mayer um, and overall I think this is a good book